recording i am recording okay um third time's a charm right <laughs> failing forward i like That's that all that it makes, me, it makes me feel a little bit better about the fact this is the third time we've recorded this little intro um i think it's fine good <laughs> um on that note i guess we should probably introduce ourselves yes um, my name is Bryant. I am a co-host of this here said podcast, the Protected Space <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> um, and I am a person who went through lots and lots of infertility, five years of it, lots of loss, lots of grief, lots of a lot of those swimming unhappy feelings. And I am now at the other side of things where um, I had to just make a decision to be happy and figure out life without a biological child. And now I am pursuing other forms of becoming a parent. So hoping to adopt, um, but that's kind of my little background in a nutshell. And Erin was my one of my providers, actually. We met when I was referred to her to go for acupuncture and life coaching and like a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, and so she was my provider and we had such amazing conversations in the treatment rooms when, as I was seeing her twice a week for, I don't know, two and a half, three years. And I just really felt like people should be able to hear her on a larger audience. And we, I don't know, like, well, I mean, you can definitely chime in whenever you'd like Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know. I, I kind of like it. You keep going. And I, am I boosting your ego? Uh -huh, I like it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that is kind of my origin story with why I wanted to start this podcast. I mean, there's so much that I've learned in the last five years. And I've realized there's so much provocativity. Is that the word? Wait, I don't know if that's a word. I think so. Provocativity? Provocativity? I think so. I think that's, if not, I'm making that a word. Um, that I learned. You can really do that now. Fast. That's what I heard. Um, that I learned really some stuff going through infertility for five years and really having to go down every single path possible in order to have a biological child. And I just wanted to have some really big conversations that I think need to have happen with experts in the field and people who have become their own experts in infertility with their own oftentimes catastrophic journeys. And I wanted to open up a platform where we could have really candid conversations with people that have been heavily impacted by the fertility industry and yeah, talk to other women. I, I don't know. And men, all the people, every person, um, 
and really kind of talk about how fertility is a mashup of politics, spirituality, religion, diversity, relationships. Like it really is like water and, you know, it follows the path in any little crevice that it can fall into, you know, it touches you. And so I don't know, that was my long why. And I have more to say, but I think I'd like for you to talk now, Erin. Well, I, it never occurred to me to say this until you were just speaking. I think, why would you want me to have a bigger audience? I think one of the things that's really unique and interesting is when you're a Chinese medicine professional, which you are, whole, yes, for listeners, <laughs> right? That's me. So I'm a doctor of acupuncture and Chinese medicine. I've been in the industry of that for 20 years. I've been in practice for 17 now. So when you when you're in that medical realm, it's so completely different than what we know about data driven scientific Western medicine. The whole concept of Chinese medicine is built around the idea that humans are a conduit between heaven and earth and that our experience is a constant mirror of that. And so how we live on the earth and how we function and how our body feels are all constantly in relation to our connections between heaven and earth. And so our connections to our ancestry and the prior generations and our progeny and where we're going, but also this like profound spirituality that's just, that's how Chinese medicine was written. So to have those conversations with you and I, it was often, I saw my doctor and this is what they said, and this is what the testing showed and science, science, science. And I always love to counter that with, okay, well in Chinese medicine, you know, let's reflect on the concept of chi or essence or any of these other things because it gives us this totally left brain version of that scientific data. And for couples and for women that are in my office that are trying to conceive, it really helps shift out of I am a set of data. <laughs> I am a numerical pie chart that is now trying to make a baby because there's not a lot of human construct there. So I feel like that's one of the beautiful things about the Chinese medicine is to bring that into this other realm of spirituality and possibility and because it's flowery and it takes away a lot of the sting and gives us a different lens to look at it. So those I think were the conversations that we had that really started to open up our relationship um, and that safe space between you and I to say, wow, these are things I never thought about, never thought I would have to think about. These are things I never knew I'd have to discuss with my husband. And the more we talked about that, the more it was, well, I've had this conversation a lot of times with a lot of people in your situation. And if I've had it several times and, you know, and there are how many Chinese medicine practitioners having it and how many people are in this space where they're having to answer questions that they never even knew were questions, let alone how they felt about it or how they would have to come up with a strategy or how they'd have to go to their partner to have a conversation about it. And I think it just, it really drove home the point that so many people are affected in these different ways, be it the people that are actively doing it, people that did it 10 years ago, 20 years ago, the people that did the first IVF cycles, and then going all the way back, like reproductive history 
has touched so many lives and it just multiplies and multiplies and multiplies. So if we're befuddled by those conversations, then likely thousands and thousands of other people have or will be or have been befuddled in the same way. And so that's a podcast. There's a reason to talk about these things and try to bring, try to shed light on something that can feel really dark and scary and intimidating. Very well said. You did a great job. That was like a mini coaching session for me. So thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to do it. <laughs> Dr. Aaron, IVF coach. At yes, your that's you. And I think that that also opens up one, you know, another part of this is that, you know, we don't have an agenda necessarily except to inform and to open up the door for provocative conversations about the underbelly of infertility. And that's our goal. You know, we want to really shed light on some of the icky, weird stuff that happens, the regulations and come to find out non-regulated areas of infertility. And so, yeah, that is, that is part of it. Definitely. My husband and I always joke about having to watch multiple news outlets because we call it Earth One and Earth Two. <laughs> so if you're <laughs> if you're on a more liberal leaning uh, news facility, and then you go to an an alternative one that's, and then you have to try to extrapolate some sense of the middle like what mm -hmm. okay what really happened because on earth one this happened and on earth two same scenario completely different perspective so where are we because we're usually somewhere in the middle and it's like so i feel that way about fertility fertility has this sort of earth one earth two and it depends on who you're talking about sometimes earth one is the provider network and mm -hmm. earth two is the patient experience right what the providers think is good or right or exciting the patients often are just like whoa i i can't this is a steamroller i'm on a train that has no brakes and i think sometimes providers don't even recognize that I, the, mm -hmm. because the gap you know the gap is yeah. so large and we talk about that all the time so even that just helping all the different parties at the table relate to each other's experience better right. so that we can have more productive outcomes and clinical insights, you know, from, from both sides. Yeah. I really love that. And it's so true. I mean, I think we talk about this a lot, just in general, um, you know, there needs to be someone or something or some conversation that can bridge the gap between provider and patient, particularly in the reproductive industry, because it is such a sensitive and emotionally overwhelming, not to mention physically overwhelming endeavor. You know, I mean, when you sign up for IVF or any sort of assisted reproductive technology, like you have already had really hard conversations between yourself and if you have a partner with your partner. And so it's not just something you just go do. It's something that you have had to reconcile with, with your loved ones, with yourself, particularly oftentimes with, if you're a religious person with a, you know, religious leader or somebody that you look up to, hopefully with a therapist, because that is important, you know? So I think 
creating a space, a protected space that we can really talk about how to bridge that gap more effectively and really talk about the experiences of patients going through assisted reproductive technology and kind of what that timeline looks like. Like what is at each stage of grief that you go through when you're going through IVF and what happens when you come out on the other side and you're not one of the ones that were able to have a baby. I think that's a conversation you know, that I'm very familiar with that has taken me a long time to get to, you know, so talking about moving on or reclaiming joy in other places and how do you do that? I think that's a conversation that I really, really want to have because it's one that I have had to have with myself and with my partner and shockingly with my extended family too, you know, it's disappointing to them that I'm ending this journey of chapter of my life. So I just think talking about those things that aren't always talked about that, you know, I think a lot of patients sign up for IVF and they think, well, this is it. This is the ticket. Like we're going to, we're going to get on the other side of this. And, you know, for most people that is the case, but for some small percentage like me, it's not. So what do you do then? Who do you turn to? What kind of conversations are those? What kind of expert do you lean on? Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's that's really the the why is that the more we talked about it and the more we encountered other people, the more you realize that there aren't a lot of great resources for all of these outliers, all of yeah. the scenarios that show up that don't fit the okay cookie cutter mold. Right. We did the thing and now we have the perfect happy family. And right again, what is the perfect happy family? Conceiving the child is the first step. But we all know, how do you, when infertility is something that you've been through, it has changed you. It does. And so you have a baby, but you're a different person than you were. You're a different kind of mother or parent than you would have been had you not been there. And again, that group often feels like they don't really have any place to talk about it. Everyone just assumes they're super excited and happy, and they are. But yet there are all these other things that they haven't really had an opportunity to work out because they've been in pursuit of having this baby. So who do they turn to? And we just wanted to create a place where all these voices could tell a story and generations that haven't had as much experience with this could understand what the younger generations who are actively in this time of life, what they're going through, And how do they have conversations with each other? And how do we move on from infertility is a shameful thing. And there's just so many layers and levels. And that was really what the concept of protected space was all about. Just to interview people that had one particular insight into this magnificent and amazing and deeply troubled space of reproductive health. Wow. You said it right there. Thanks. That's how I feel about it. It is magnificent and amazing. We have amazing capabilities. Science is amazing. It is amazing, but it is also flawed Mm -hmm. and moving at a faster pace than we mere mortals. Than culturally we are. Yeah. Right. Most definitely. And how many people do you know that have said my whole 
belief in God is different since going through an infertility challenge. It changed everything about the way I see the world, about my community, my church. Mm -hmm. And that's not uncommon. It's actually very, very common. Yep. Yeah. Relationships fail. I mean, 50% of relationships end up in divorce or separation if they don't have success. I mean, there's so much to it. It challenges every single aspect of you. Yeah. And again, if you don't know that going in and no one tells you that going in. Nobody counsels you on that. Right. And then you deliver these huge blows to your ego. You know, not only are you having a difficulty conceiving, but we don't think you're ever going to conceive. And I mean, what that does to your psyche and then how do you relate that to your partner and your partner? I mean, there's just so much about it. So we are determined to try and be helpful to mm-hmm. whoever might need help with whatever aspect of this is troubling them, be it the person going through it or somebody who went through it 10 years ago and still feels the heartache of it, or someone who found out they were donor conceived at the age of 50 and didn't even know that that was a thing and now has to reconcile that. Whoever you are, we want to talk to you. Yeah. Well said again. I guess I'll just say that after every time you talk. (laughs) (laughs) I need to keep boosting Aaron's ego. (laughs) Well, I have coaching after this, so it's good for me. Gets me all warmed up. Oh, good. Yeah. So I think we kind of, I think we kind of said it. I don't know. What do you think? No, I think that's it. I think we hit it. Yeah. So you can expect a lot. Um, Lots of really amazing people. We've already interviewed 13 people so far. So we have a really (laughs) amazing backlog (laughs) of experts and people who have been impacted by infertility in general. Um, And we can't wait to share those with you. This is going to be really fun and sad. And I don't know, I'm running out of words to say. But I think it's going to touch on all aspects of emotion is what I'm trying to say. I don't think there will be really interesting and enlightening moments. And then there will probably be some sad and grieving moments. And then there will be funny moments. It'll, we'll take you on a whole roller coaster. So just be prepared for that. I think those are my favorite shows anyway. The ones where I get to experience all the different feelings in one episode. Yeah. You know, the ones that you just really, you've made a place for that in your, in your inner world. And I think. Uh, for the right people, I think that this podcast might do that. The highs and the lows and the left hands and the right turns. Agreed. Agreed. And we're going to do that together here in a perfect yep. space. So stay tuned and listen to our first real episode with our first recorded guest. Which will and, come out uh, next week. That's right. We are ready to show the world what we've been up to. Yeah. All right. We need a funny... Wait. At some point in time, we just have to circle back and we're going to have to come up with a funny exit exit. I'm just, you know, like, I don't know. Everybody has a good like little tagline at the end of their shows and stuff. It's true. They do. We haven't gotten there yet. No, we don't. <laughs> but he has anything that they want to contribute that they think it would be funny. Um, Let us know because that would be fun. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Maybe that's maybe that's our thing. We let people do our a sign off, <laughs> our sign offs from week to week. That'd be funny. I like that. all right um well can't wait all right everybody see you soon okay bye 
The Protected Space podcast is hosted by Aaron Attaway and Bryant Liggett and is brought to you by The Fertility Resort. To learn more about us, head over to thefertilityresort.com and give us a follow on all social platforms at Protected Space Pod.